0: Business Bros! <laughs> Woo! What here up, ladies go. and
1: gentlemen? S H I T! So happy it's Thursday! Thursday. <laughs> Woo! All right, ladies and gentlemen, Hernan here, host of the Business Bros podcast, where we're here to empower you to
2: create wealth today and generational wealth to, for tomorrow. Woo-hoo. Along with my co-host, the Insurance Bro, James CS from Pipeline Insurance, where we are empowering licensed professionals to effectively add insurance into their existing businesses and boy oh boy are we excited today as always we have another fun filled ready to go rock and roll episode for you today's guest was born and raised in hawaii and is a small business success story He is the author of a book called The Aloha Money Machine, Nine Steps for Creating a Business Money-Making Machine. He has also owned and operated seven different businesses in, in his lifetime, including manufacturing, service, wholesale, online, import, retail, and real estate businesses. Woo! That's a lot. Since successfully selling his service business and becoming financially free at the young age of 31 years old, he has had a passion to teach others his formula called The Aloha Money Machine. He is also a professional speaker and coach who trains people on the fundamentals of starting and growing a business for profit from the growing your business. Wait, what did I say? Growing your business to sell coaching program. Please welcome to the show. Coach Corey Murph Murphy. That to the was show. a good
3: intro. That was a great intro.
2: Hey, you wrote it, man. I can't even <laughs> take credit for it this time.
3: <laughs> you're not know, supposed to tell people that.
2: <laughs> oh man, we got we got nothing to hide here.
1: Yeah, we're 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 uh, we're what's it called when you uh, just an open book,
2: literally what you what you
1: have in your hand. The Aloha book.
2: Money Machine. Yeah, nine steps yeah. for creating a business money making machine. Open book.
3: Yeah. Speaking hey, of first, book, Murph. Uh, Murph,
2: man, welcome to the show. First of all,
3: thanks for joining yes. us today. Thank you so much. You know, I watch a lot of your shows. And um, I just you know, what I really like about you guys is you're funny, and then you have a lot of passion. Um, And it's just really entertaining to watch. And um, thank you guys for being a service and really helping the entrepreneurial world. So thank you. Hey, thanks, man. We, we
1: love
2: to have fun. Sometimes we think we're laughing at ourselves, but
1: I'm <laughs> so pretty sure know, mostly yeah. we are. Mostly we yeah. are.
2: Oh, you know you what? Uh, I just noticed this, and really quick before we get any further, happy birthday, Joe Carrillo. Man, we love you. Oh, Pig Face Joe. Happy birthday. Shout out to Pig Face Joe.
1: All right. Murph, I want you to tell me a little bit about you know being financially free at 31. First of all, like there's a large discrepancy on what financially free actually means. So can you tell me a little bit about, you know, how you define financially free and and a little bit how you got there?
3: Yeah. So financial freedom, um, a lot of people think it's different meanings. To me, what it means is to have cash flow and the time to enjoy it. That's what financial freedom is. Because let's face it, there's so many business owners that are out there that are making a good amount of money, but they don't have the time to actually enjoy life. They don't have time to enjoy with their kids or their friends or do the things that they love to do. And to me, really, it's about having a balance, balance of freedom to do what you want to do and that cash flow, that consistent cash flow coming in.
1: Cash flow, dude, cash is king. I mean, that's the ultimate goal. And it's funny because I feel like a lot of people lose track of that. They they start off their life just trying to make ends meet. Um, and then they get trapped in that cycle of, you know, get up, go to work, pay your bills, get up, go to, your, go to work, pay your bills, forgetting that the only reason you're really doing that is because you need to put food on the table, but it doesn't have to be at the mercy of that nine to five clock, right? You can, yeah. you can find other ways to do that.
3: I mean, that's the problem with business is that a lot of people get into business and they think that they're going to create this lifestyle and have this enjoyment and free time. And what they get into is something that locks them down they don't have the time, they don't have the enjoyment, and they, they're they working more than if they had an employer. And so I really saw a need for people to take business and really think about business differently. Thinking about business to build an asset. So the title of the book, I don't know if you can see that right there, but it's basically build a business that can be sold even if you have no intention of selling. So coming with that mind frame from day one is, seeing where the business, where you want the business to go. That I think is really, really important. That's basically the premise of of my book. Well, let's
1: drill down on that. Cause I, I too believe that is vitally important. I, when I first got into the business space, I mean, I've made my fair share of mistakes. I've built businesses before where I am the sole operator. I do everything. I do the bookkeeping, I do the sales. I did, uh, you know, the cleaning, the, 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 whatever it was that needed to be done in my business. I did it. The problem with that was when I went on vacation, so did my paycheck. You know what yep. I mean? Like, so, so I did not want to build a business like that anymore. And can you just elaborate a little more on what you mean? That little subtitle you have on your book, it's small, but it's vitally important.
3: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, let's face it. If you're the only reason that your business survives, if you're the only reason why you have uh, income, you don't have a business, you have a job. Mm -hmm. And that really is the separation between someone that actually has a business, that delegates, has employees, has a system, and someone that just does everything because Uh, As a business owner, you wear all these hats and it all falls on you. And if you get hurt and you have a job that requires physical, I had a a delivery business at one time. And if I got hurt, I didn't work. My paycheck stopped. But the problem was, is that my bills did not stop. So having that kind of mindset is really important. Just like, um, for example, if a farmer can see the harvest in their mind, you know what the harvest will look like before they even plant that first seed why can't a business owner see what their business will look like when it's time to exit the business? Why can't they see that? A lot of people fail to see that.
1: I think a lot of people fail to understand why they get into business. So, you know, we, we talk a lot about, practical tactical things to do in your in your business as you have it you know how to create more sales how to generate leads how to close business whatever it is you know these are the things that are operational day to day but the why seems to escape us and when you're talking about the vision of you know a, a farmer being able to see his crop he knows exactly what he's doing it's it's almost easier to see a plain field and what it's going to look like at the end but for an entrepreneur nobody's ever out there really Telling them what a business is supposed to look like when they hear, you know, a corporation, for example, they think, you know, you know, a hundred story building with a name on the top and they have no idea that it's, you know, a corporation is nothing more than a folder and some papers. What you're doing within a business is much different than, you know, the, 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 the vision of what you want to accomplish. So elaborate on that. Like, like you, your book says, uh, it's called Aloha, right? Yeah. So Aloha is, is, to me, says Hawaii. It says uh, one of the only places I really like to travel. I'm not much of a get out of my house type person, right? I don't travel very much. But Hawaii is one of those places that I would I would go back over and over again, especially Maui, yeah. right? Like that's, yeah. that's where I like to go. It's very laid back. It's very chill. Yeah. It's very relaxed.
3: Yeah, the What's quality of the- life is good.
1: Yeah. So Hawaii. so so, why name your book Aloha when it's a book about building business? And right now in the day and age, we're all we hear about building a business is hard work. Get up at four a.m. grind it out. Like it's it's complete opposite of what we're normally listening to.
3: Yeah. By the way, if your if your podcast was in Hawaii, it would be business brothers. Business brothers <laughs> is what it would be. It wouldn't be business bros. Business But, um, <laughs> but I like uh, that. I like it. Yeah. Yeah, so there's a Got couple it. different meetings in the book, and I really go over what the meeting meanings are. Aloha, in its definition, means hello and goodbye. And I really think that if you if you're starting a business, you should know the formula and the Aloha Money Machine formula. It's a formula. Um, it also means that um, the Aloha Money Machine was actually a business that my grandfather had. He had a great my great grandfather had a business. He had the largest GM dealership in the world auto dealership in the world and it was in Honolulu Hawaii and I call that the the full money machine and I talk about that so there's a couple different meanings and then the last meaning that I go over in the book the aloha part it really is the aloha is it's all about if you really want to get into it the um the aloha part the true meaning the definition is not about what you can get it's about what you can give and so through my business, I had a business. I started with just myself. I built it through systems and I sold. And when I sold, I found out there's a lot more things that are important than just the money aspect, which is important, but it shouldn't be everything. And what I found is that I could, I could do a lot of good by helping people and showing people my formula and what I did. And that's that's another reason why I call it the Aloha Money Machine, because it should be more about what you can give than what you can, can get. And that's, that changes, you know, the direction of a lot of business owners.
1: Oh, hundred percent. We, we use a saying in, in our podcast, it's, uh, you know, your business's purpose uh, your purpose in business is to be a service to others, but your business's purpose is to make a profit. And you know, when you're talking about having a business that is in a position to sell, Right, that that is a little bit different. People often think, you know, I got my I got my uh, mobile car detailing business, right? And I I built a clientele, and you know, we do, you know, we wash I don't know 400 cars a, a month, and it's a it's a great business. You know, I make you know 250 thousand dollars a year. So if I sell it, I heard that I get a multiplier of like you know one to two per two percent or one or two times my my annual salary. So it's probably worth you know at least you know half a million seven hundred fifty thousand dollars something like that. And then you realize that this guy is sole operator and he's busting his butt every single day. And when you have to sit down and explain to him that the business that you have created is not a sellable business, what are the things that, you know, in that kind of scenario, because it's a very, it's a very common scenario. Yeah. You know, why is it that that business is not a good business to sell? He's not going to get his multiple that he's looking for. As a matter of fact, he's probably going to get less than what he collects on an annual basis.
3: That's such a good question. And that's what a lot of people need to think. And they, what, what they really need to think is they need to think, what makes the business sellable? Um, who would buy that? Would someone that um, is going to work at the, the car wash every day, would they really buy that? Would they have the capital to buy something like that? No. They want to buy an asset. An asset is something that's an investment that produces cash flow on a consistent basis. So I, I guess the best way that I can explain it is tell my story that when I, got, um, when I got out of college, well, actually I quit college to start my own business and I started a furniture delivery business and it was easy for me because I didn't have any capital, I didn't have any partners and then I found an uh, opportunity to do furniture refinishing. And so in that process of trying to figure out what would be the best way to do this furniture refinishing, I found that there was three elements to grow business that could be sold. And the first one was that I needed to create a system. I needed to create a system that was efficient for refinishing furniture, and then I needed to per, uh, provide a system for for my assistant, my assistant in the office, for my employees, the technicians, the people that were actually sanding the furniture. And then, so if I was able to provide a system, I could hand that over to somebody and teach them pretty quickly. And if the, they decided to move on, I could still had something that I could teach someone else that came in as an employee. So the first the first one the first thing that i learned is that you got to develop a system the second thing is that even though i was a really good furniture refinisher i can sand really good i found that my highest and best use of time is that if i actually sold the job so talking to those homeowners that had furniture if i was able to use my time in the highest and best use of time to grow the business then my my business would grow And then what I found out is as my business grew, my responsibilities changed. So instead of talking to a homeowner that had one piece of furniture, I could talk to a hotel or a a restaurant that had one to 200 pieces of furniture. So my time was used better. The third thing that I found was that I needed to develop consistency. So a lot of real estate agents, a lot of consultants, they get the sale money comes in but then the rest of the year they're kind of struggling they're trying to find that next deal that consistency is really really hard and that's the number 1 failure for businesses is they don't have consistent cash flow and so what i found is that if i could find a way to make that consistent cash flow with my business i could create something that's really sellable and what i did for my service business was i created a maintenance program so those People that I refinished the furniture, I offered them a maintenance program to do a couple times a year, and that stabilized my income. When I did that, everything changed. So the three takeaways to create a business that can be sold is you gotta develop systems, systems where you could give it to somebody to train somebody that it's consistent throughout the business because our customers want consistency as well. Second thing is you gotta figure out where your highest and best use of time is, and when you're growing the business, there's different levels and there's different ways to use your highest and best use. Uh, the third thing is you have to find ways to build consistency in your business. If you can have those three things, you can create a business that's sol- that's sellable.
1: That's awesome. I mean, that story itself—it it's from in- infancy to to you know full ble- full fledged business. There, I mean, you were initially sanding stuff, and and I kind of want to break down a little more on. You know what exactly is a system? Because we hear the word all the time, right? And mm-hmm. and we have an acronym for that, right, James? What's the acronym for systems? Save yourself time, energy, and money. So we there's there's a there's acronyms for that, but in a business like. We can, I want to stay, you know, in other words, I'm, I'm a big fan of cliches and movies and those are all great. But if we don't actually understand what that means, like what does it mean for our employee if we have a system? What does it mean if that employee leaves? How does the system actually help you in your business?
3: Yeah, systems are really important. And I think a lot of people overthink it. Um, basically, you have to break down your day and figure out the, the, the different elements of your day. So maybe you do calls during the day prospecting. So you need to break that down. How does that look? Who do you call? What do you say? Maybe you have some type of script that can be your system. And then after that, maybe you have online marketing. So what exactly are you trying to get on that online marketing? Are you trying to brand? Are you trying to generate leads? What are you trying to do? Have a have a system for that all the way through until invoicing to uh, customer follow up if you can have that system and it's not, it's, it shouldn't be too complicated because if it's this crazy complicated document, no one's going to read it. Mm-hmm. No, one's going to look at it. So just have something very simple that you can show to others and see what they think. And then what I would really recommend is as time goes on, have your employees update it and figure out maybe different ways to streamline this a little bit more efficiently. But the system is, is uh, such a great tool to teach employees because business owners have so much trouble with employees. I had so much trouble with employees. I had employees snorting meth in the back of my van, Ouch. defecating in the back of my, my van. And, you know, it was just, it was tough. It was super tough because <laughs> your, um, your livelihood is relying on your business. And if people don't respect your business, your employees don't respect your business. It's really, really tough. But having a system helps that, helps that streamline. And then customers, if you have something that's consistent, customers will see that and will be like, wow, this is really great. This is a great um, company because it's predictable. I mean, McDonald's is so so famous and and so successful because no matter where you go in the world, it's very similar. The system is very, very similar.
1: The burgers taste the same. Same, (laughs) yeah yeah the, the, the fries are good the burger's good i mean relatively speaking i guess compared to other hamburgers it's but you know exactly what you're getting no matter where you go
2: yeah.
1: right yeah. oh i forgot to mention that's our commercial break
2: it was super weak because i'm not actually connected oh okay, okay so it's it just like verse. a but yeah, it was like just off the speaker. <laughs> but anyway, <laughs> we interrupt today's regularly scheduled number one podcast in San Diego for a purely selfish, completely irreverent sellout cash grab word from our sponsor. Fernand, what are we selling today? I am actually gonna do something I've never done before. dun da da dun. Ready? I'm gonna hear it. Murph, tell me about your book
1: and how can people get a hold of this book?
3: Oh, I like this one. Thank you. Um, so the book is online. You can get it on Amazon. It's $20. Um, But today, I'm going to give a few copies away randomly. If you want to email me, you can email me at murfspeaks, M-U-R-F, speaks speaks at gmail.com. And randomly, I'm going to give two copies of this away. And also, too, if you do have a business, I take business seriously. And if you have a business and you're thinking about growing your business or you're thinking about selling your business, you want to know what the value is. I'm more than happy to talk more than happy to do a 30 minute uh, strategy call. So um, you can email me as well too, for that. It's uh, murphspeaks at gmail.com. You can also get the book at Aloha money too. You get a little bit more information on this too. Boom!
2: there you go. (laughs) I found my speaker.
3: There you go. <laughs>
2: <laughs> and now back to that number one podcast in San Diego, the Business Bros Pod. That was cool, dude. I never done that before. That was awesome. That's that was dope. awesome. I like it. Yeah, well done. Well done. I like it.
3: You know. You know what? Also, too, I wanted to tell you guys that um, a reason why I like like this podcast so much is that you're so you guys are so passionate. And um, I do a little public speaking, and, and um, before I was just just like. Uh, so, incredibly nervous and incredibly scared of public speaking. And I've been going to Toastmasters for some time. And as I was um, learning, you know, how to be a good public speaker, one of my mentors says, hey, it doesn't matter what you talk about as long as you talk with passion. You guys guys are talking with passion, and I think that's why a lot of people like listen to you.
2: That's awesome. Thank you so much. Hey, uh, really quick, Monica Thurman-Avalos, thank you so much for the comment. She wants to know what is that email address again where she can get her book?
3: Yeah, it's Murph, M-U-R-F, speaks at com. Perfect. Or, or you could go to uh, www.alohamoneymachine.com and you'll see a, a contact.
1: So Murph, as far as uh, energy, if you go to episode one of our podcast, you will see the energy turned way down because <laughs> like you, you know, turning on the mic and speaking is very nerve-wracking. Like It's not yeah. the easiest thing to do. Um, today I had a speaking engagement, which I was on stage and, you know, when I got on stage today, it was super fun. And I was, you know, I, I didn't have, I I wasn't nervous at all. I just pure energy. It was more like, what do I want to say next? What do I want to say next type thing? But, uh, but it comes with, with practice. So, you know, being Toastmasters and, and getting behind a mic, I see that you have, you know, a a nice mic there, you know, setting yourself up to do a a podcast or something on a regular basis, just to practice that craft of, of, you know, public speaking, it's yeah. going it, to, it takes you, it, ma- it makes a tremendous difference, I think, just in conversation with people on a day-to-day basis and much more if you're doing something where you want a little bit of acknowledgement, right? Where you want some, some reach in your show or in your, in your audience. So yeah, yeah kudos to yeah. you, man.
3: Yeah. It, and it is, it's totally a craft. Uh, if you want to be good at public speaking, it's a craft and every audience is a little different. Sometimes you see a joke and people don't laugh. You're yeah. like, oh, that, that worked before. <laughs> it, 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 so it's really, it's that connection, you know, and, and it just takes practice. And when I first got into public speaking, I always thought that as soon as I conquer my fears, I'm going to be great. And that's, that's not the case. <laughs> yeah, You got to go through the elements of what, what a great speech actually, you know, entails.
1: Yeah. And, and I, I'm fascinated by when I, when I do go somewhere and I see a public speaker and you can tell this person's well-versed, they've been doing it for years and years and years and i'm and i'm watching and now i watch it a completely different like before yeah. i would get really enticed with the message and the emotion of what's going on the stage and i still do but now i'm looking at what's he doing with his feet what's he doing with his hands you know where's yeah. where's the pitch elevation in certain you know in certain sentences or or when he pauses how long is he pausing for you know like other yeah. things that you start to you know as you progress in this in this public speaking craft you want to make sure that what you're saying not only comes out, you know, with energy, but also emphasizing whatever point it is that you want to make.
2: Yeah. You're also the, the person, Hernan, who watched Oprah to figure out how to interview people. You watched yeah. hours of Oprah to become an expert in this crap. So.
1: It will, and that's perfect to what you're doing, Murph. I mean, it's all about coaching, right? I mean, it's yeah. about finding out people who do what it is that you want to do that do it really, really well. Oprah, in my opinion, was one of the best, is the best person that does interviews, right? Joe Rogan's another one. So, you know, now I I sit back and I'll I'll listen to a Joe Rogan episode and I'm like, well, that was okay, right? And I'm thinking, well, what what made Joe Rogan awesome? It was consistent, man. He continues to do it. The guy's smart because of everybody that he has on his show, like you. When you're sharing information about what it is, you know, to grow a business, I learn and I get smarter because I meet people like you.
3: Definitely.
1: Tell me a little bit about the coaching program that you offer. How, are you going to, how do you uh, spread this, this uh, knowledge with people? How does that kind so, of work?
3: So I have a mentor. I have a coach too. I think everybody should have some type of coach. Um, but it really boils down to where you want to be. If you can find somebody that has gone that course that you want to go, you know, if you want to grow a business, find somebody who has actually grown a business. They don't talk about it. They actually have grown a business. Find somebody that has done it and then learn how they did it. If someone can do it, you can do it if you follow the path that someone has already done. So that's, I think that's the big element um, to finding, you know, the right coach and to finding somebody that's going to, you know, kind of weather the storm because, you know, we're all, we all have uh, uh, flaws and finding somebody that's going to point those flaws out is really important because, um, your growth, your growth in your success of your business and success of your relationships or your life can can be spotted by others who know what to look for. So, um, those are the important elements. I, I really believe that everyone can be successful in business if they know what to look for and they know the next step. I think a lot of people that own a business they don't know the next step. What, what's the next step? Mm-hmm. And they think it. They think it all re- revolves around money, which is very important. Money is. You got to have money to be successful in business, but there's a next step. And if you don't know the next step, you're going to struggle and you're going to probably take the long way around.
1: You know, it's funny. Asking for help is one of the toughest things that a human does. Males more than females, but still asking for help. uh, You know, you're effectively being putting yourself in a vulnerable state where you're saying to somebody, I'm lost. I don't know what I'm doing at this point. Uh, Help me right? People don't want to be that, you know, that that docile creature that that needs help. They want to be seen as that, you know, that lion, that, that ferocious lion that knows everything and is conquering everything. But the truth of the matter is, like you said earlier, everybody needs a coach. There are people who have done great things in similar industries and they are oftentimes very willing to share their experiences and knowledge with you if you're willing to a be coachable and b ask nobody knows if you need help unless you ask for it yeah you no know? yeah. that's and that's a that's a big factor for a lot of people you know they 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 will stick themselves in a corner and you know, dwell on this scenario of, you know, I think, I don't know what to do. I don't know what to do. I don't know what to do, but they, they're stuck there. There's like a paralysis of analysis and a month goes by two months go by and things get worse. And all you had to do is reach out and ask.
3: Yeah. 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 And that's really sets people apart. Um, I talk about in the book, I talk about my uh, rich grandfather, I call him and he's the guy that had the the largest GM dealership, auto GM dealership in the world. And he had seventy-five, maybe more businesses, and he was very, very successful. He grew—I mean, basically, he was poor, and then he grew his business, and he became really successful. He became wildly successful. He had the first—he um, was doing uh, business in Asia when no one else was doing business in Asia. Now it's like common, but before it wasn't. He had a Learjet. I mean, he was next level. But the problem with him—and I—and I don't want to give you the spoiler in the book, but the—the the basically the book. Uh, follows the outline that you know a lot of people they if they start off poor they they die poor mm-hmm. and the reason why the poor remain poor is because they don't share their information they don't give back and that's a that's a big problem rich become even richer because they share their knowledge they share their knowledge of how to protect their money how to grow their money um, you know the legacy of their businesses my grandfather was very guarded he didn't he came from a place of um, scarcity. So there's only so much. There's only so much money for him, and he wasn't willing to give back. And I learned his story from stories from my family, um, and from what I read in Forbes magazine. And he was uh, Hawaii Businessman of the Year in 1965. There's a lot of information that I could that I could grab, but as far as who he was, he was um, he didn't share his information, and he died a lonely man. And there was no inheritance and there was no family business. And that knowledge, you know, that knowledge of what it takes to get from, you know, ground level to in the sky. I mean, that's, that's the real gift. And so um, I worked hard to find that I worked really hard, try, try on air, and then um, learning what works, what doesn't work. And then I put the, you know, the formula in this book. Um, but that really makes the difference. It's the people that who are giving back, those are the people that will continue to leave a legacy and continue to um, grow as much as they can on this earth, I think.
1: So you're, you're a young man, like financially secure. That's a great uh, goal to, to have and then to, to reach at a young age. Um, you have a book. What does the future look like for somebody who's reached what a lot of people strive to reach their whole lives?
3: I mean, I, I enjoy helping people. <clears throat> I enjoy helping people. I Personally, I enjoy um, cash flow. Um, so finding businesses that cash flow, and then real estate. I'm a big fan of real estate. Um, real estate is such a great tool for a lot of people. Um, so finding cash flow uh, ways, uh, ways to to uh, make money with your money, I think is very important. And I love that. I love that aspect. Yeah, but I also too, I love helping people. And if I could share a little bit of wisdom and help people, you know, provide for their family, then I would feel really good about myself. So. Um, that's basically the next step. And what, what I'm going to do with this book is do small scale seminars, teach what, what's in this book. And then also to do public speaking and coaching. Um, that's the next step for, for this book. And then maybe there's a sequel.
1: Nice. Nice. I like that. Yeah. It's always, it's always to me, uh, one of my own personal, well, my own personal goals, and it took a long time for me to even admit it was, was fame and fortune, right? Because it sounds so corny when you say it, right? Oh, I want to be rich and famous. And everybody's like, yeah, so do I, everybody does. But like, it's never left me, you know? It's, it's something that's been a part of me. And as I grew up, I was able to more finely uh, define what that looks like. And uh, when and when I when I talk about fame and fortune, now I'm starting to realize it's not really a dollar amount, right? It's more like a, if, if I died, will there be 10,000 people at my funeral or will it be like a few people, you know, like just the immediate family. And if, if for me that fame and fortune means I have touched and helped enough people achieve their dreams that I'm in their hearts and in their minds because of what I've done to help them. That's, you know, that's a different kind of fame and fortune, but that's exactly what we're striving for.
3: Yeah. Then it comes down to the cash flow again. I mean, excuse me, the financial freedom, you know, some people think it's a dollar amount. It's if I had, um, if I had 20 million in the bank, financial freedom, no, it comes down to cash flow and time to enjoy it. So for me, I really like helping people. Is it the best way to make money? I don't know. we'll see. <laughs> but right now it's not. Uh, but I, li- I really enjoy helping people. I really do. And so if I could develop ways to uh, stabilize my income and then in my free time help out people, um, that's really great. That would be something that um, is worth you know, leaving the legacy. And if you can uh, leave this earth a little bit better than you found it, I think that's a job well done.
1: Damn right it is. (laughs) I agree with you on that one. All right, we're going to do the last little segment we call Ask the Bros. So uh, think of something that you would like to ask us, personal or business, either way. I know you can't see James, but you're free to ask him too.
3: (laughs) So a lot of people um, always ask, how do you have time for, to me, they, they said, well, how do you have time to uh, write a book and have a business and, you know, have a family? I want to ask you guys, how do you have, how do you have time to do this podcast? I'm, I know it takes a lot of work and a lot of energy. So how do you, you know, how do you develop your day and how do you plan for this?
1: Yeah. So for James, it's a little bit different for me. Um, I'm a big proponent of when you, when you believe in something you're going to make it happen. Like when you decide this is what you want to do, you're going to make it happen. And, and I, I like to use an example of something as simple as uh, you start uh, The Mandalorian on Disney Plus, right? When you decide that that's the show you're going to watch, for some reason, you find the time to sit down on the couch and watch episode after episode. You may not have had the time, but you made that opportunity happen for yourself. You found a way to sit your butt on the couch and watch that stuff. And I, and for me, it's the same thing for anything else. I decided I was getting too round, too much of a, of a double chin and I needed to get back in the gym. So I turned the switch on. That's it. Now I'm going to the gym and I made the time happen. Now to get up at 4:20 in the morning, that's when I head out to the gym. We decided we're going to do this podcast thing. I told James, we're going to do it every single day. He looked at me like I was crazy. We, uh, I told him we're going to do it for three years. He looked at me like he was about to hit me. but but you know what we've done is we've effectively said this is the time that we do this and everything else becomes second like you know uh, I was at a a speaking event today I was moderating a panel of top producing real estate agents and they were having a conversation about balance and I ran out of time but I I wanted to say my piece about balance and, and for me that balance doesn't really exist it's like the word fair fair doesn't exist fair to me is a victim word This is a fair is a word. If you're, if you have a victim mentality, then you're going to use the word fair. Balance is nothing more than you've decided that one thing is more important than the other. So during this podcast time, the most important thing is the guest who's on here, right? Is the audience that we're listening to. That's the most important time for this hour while we're talking to, you know, the audience or, or the guest. And it's not family time and it's not, you know, wife time and it's not the, you know, dog or whatever it is this in, you're in this moment, but when it's over, then it becomes, you know, now it's dinner time. Now it's family time. Be in that moment. You know what I mean? Like that's where you just decide, like at that point, you know, we have a a rule in our house where you can't have any electronics at the table. So when you're at the table eating dinner, you're at the table eating dinner with your family and that's it. That's that time. But there's no such thing as balance. It's your, you've just in your mind decided this is the one thing that I'm doing at this particular time. And yeah. if you plant that seed and you decide these are the times, those are the things that are going to get done in your day. So that's, that's my idea of,
2: well of what well it said. is. We'll argue about whether or not there's such a thing as balance later. Yeah, yeah we always argue. Because <laughs> we always argue about such things. Um, but for me, I mean, you're, you're absolutely right. It really is a commitment. Um, I live and die by my calendar. If it's not on the calendar, it doesn't exist. And uh three thirty, everybody in the office knows I leave the office at three thirty so I can get here uh by four o'clock for the podcast. It's just become part of the daily routine. And the funny thing is, I mean, like Hernan alluded, uh, when we first started out, I wasn't really thrilled about doing this. I had to, you know, down some beers before I even got into it at <laughs> all, uh, which is where the business bros actually came from. Um but now it's something that I look forward to every day. It's uh, a fun part of the day. It, it's a really actually great way to like end my day because every time I come on the show, it's like a burst of energy that, you know, I, I, maybe I didn't have, you know, towards the end of my day at the office. I get back in here, I get to meet somebody new, I get to learn about their story and then I got to come on the show and just be boom. Yeah. Up there, so I'll throw I'll throw one more out
1: there. When people when we tell people we do a daily podcast, they always say the same thing. They say, they say some some variation of "You guys are crazy," "You guys are insane." I'm like, absolutely.
3: That's why we're committed. <laughs>
2: <laughs> That's, That's it. it. Yeah, it, it it comes right down to that commitment. That's
3: it. Yeah. Well. Well. Well done, and uh, really, you know, thanks. Um, good job. Good job, and it, you're such a. You guys are such an inspiration to a lot of people. I know that. And so, um, and that consistency too is, is really important because people look forward to it.
1: Yeah. It's the, the key to success. I promise you is consistency showing up like you win, just show up. I promise you it's not easy. Some days are harder than others, but you show up every day. You're going to win. That's, that's the biggest difference. Hit your 10,000 hours. I don't care how you do it, but hit your 10,000 hours as fast as possible. Yeah. Yeah. All right, Murph, tell me one more time. How do I get a hold of you? How do I get a copy of this book?
3: So you can go on Amazon and you can go uh Aloha Money Machine. If you want to randomly be selected for a free copy, you can email me um, at murfspeaks.com or you can go on www aloha money machine and um, email me there, learn a little bit more. If I can leave you just with one story, if you don't mind. Do we yeah, have time? Absolutely, go for it. Okay. It's our show. Um, we can
1: extend it as long as we want.
3: <laughs> okay. So a, a lot of people ask me, you know, how do you win in business? And um, there's this one story that, that I tell people, and it's, it's funny. It's the, same, it's the same way you win with a shark attack. So it's the same uh, elements, you know, apply. I was talking to a buddy that um, he surfs, and this is on the big island, and him and his girlfriend were surfing. They were out at the lineup. They were waiting for a wave and his girlfriend was a little bit further away from him. And all of a sudden this huge explosion of white water surrounds his girlfriend. She starts screaming, and then she dips under the water for a little bit. He paddles over to her on his surfboard and notice that there is, in fact, a shark, uh, a shark circling around her um, and the shark just bit her. We found out that it's a tiger shark, so pretty big. Tiger sharks like to bite before they investigate. Um, So, the shark's circling around and he noticed that the shark's going to come in for another bite and so what he does is he in pr- preparation he dives under the water sees the shark and then hits the shark hits the shark as hard as he can and then comes up the shark kind of uh, disappears for a second and then circles back and c- is coming back again he, he does the same thing and he's hitting and kicking as hard as he can for that shark the shark actually at that time it 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 goes away and they don't see the shark so they go to the shore his girlfriend is pretty beat up and a lot of stitches requires a lot of stitches but she survived and you know when he was telling me this story I asked him I said you know I surf and how do I uh, avoid this I don't want to I don't want to encounter anything like this and he said that um, people tell him you know uh, if, if you think about shark attacks, you think about the water is very dirty and not clear. And that's when the sharks come out or it's at night. That's when the sharks come out and, or it's uh, by a stream. That's, that's where the sharks are. And none of that was there. So it was a, it was a beautiful day. It was in the middle of the day. Water was clear. He says that if a shark really wants to attack you, you there's nothing you can do. It, it's going to attack you. But the one thing that you can do, which is very similar to business, is that you can fight. And that's the one thing that you can do to survive. And if you fight, you will, you possibly survive. <laughs> yeah. not, all, not 100%, yeah. but your, your likelihood of surviving goes way up. And that's the same with business, is that if you really want to build a business and you really wanna grow a business into something that becomes an asset, is you gotta fight, you gotta wake up. You got to really delegate, you need to follow the plan like you guys do, where you, you have a plan, you have a schedule, and you commit to that. And if you do, you will succeed. So I just wanted to leave, leave you with that.
1: That's a great story. It gave me chills and everything. <laughs> I love that analogy, it's perfect. Fight, just... just you Gotta fight. You, you, in business, there is no guarantee that you're gonna win, right? Like the shark attack, there's no guarantee that, you're, that it's gonna go away. But if you don't fight, you lose
3: yeah right at, at
1: least this lose. way you're going down like swinging and that's that's the biggest thing in business is go down swinging. give it everything you got you don't want to end the day with regret like i wish i would have should have could have that's the worst yeah. thing you can have
3: yeah because um you got to go if, you got to go into business with your eyes wide open it's tough business is tough and you need to you need to understand that from the from the get-go anybody that's going to open up a business you know they need to know that business is tough that cold calling is tough door knocking is tough but if you want to build something that is you know an asset and valuable you got to do that tough stuff you know 100% you got you got to fight
1: 100% merf thanks for being on the show man really appreciate you're it
3: you're welcome you're welcome and i got your copies too so i'm going to send you guys a couple copies we
1: that's going to go on our shelf ladies yes. and gents all right, that's all we got for you guys today. Enjoy your Thursday. We won't have a broadcast live tomorrow. Maybe, maybe not. We always kind of play it by ear. I Technically, technically, I have it closed because it's Valentine's Day. But uh, we'll see what happens. If James shows up, we might jump on the broadcast. All, right,
2: all right. right. That's all Thanks, we got guys. for you guys today. Peace. Bye-bye. And we're out. Nice. Thanks, Murph. That was a lot of fun.
0: Thank you for listening to the Business Bros Podcast. Are you interested in being on the show? Are you looking to sell your home or have a business that needs insurance? Reach out to the Business Bros via email, businessbros at csfirst.com right now, or click on the link in the show notes. Thank you for listening, and remember to subscribe and share the podcast with the business professionals who you think would benefit from the show.